0: Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host Wei Fang. I'm Kathy Zhang. Today, we'll bring you behind the curtain of the rising crime uh, crimes of the cities of America.
1: So, with the spike of crimes in the major urban cities of United States during the past few years, people also noticed a trail of pattern of the prosecutors in those cities. What are they? Soft on crime attitude, limited prosecutory experiences, and a tendency of unfairly prosecute political adversaries and a proximity for scandal.
0: But how were those prosecutors elected? Well, there's a research think tank based in Washington, D.C. Its name is called the Capital Research Center, okay? Its study shows that the billionaire George Soros, through his personal political action committees, has spent about $30 million in the past five years to help elect two dozen progressive district attorneys in the U.S. According to this organization, the think tank, those... Prosecutors are now in charge of protecting over thirty seven million Americans, or ten to eleven percent of the entire U S population.
1: So a little bit more on this think tank, Capital Research Center. It's a research think tank based in Washington, D.C. They dedicate to looking into all sorts of financial players in the political landscape of the United States, tracking the money where it goes, following the money where it leads, and reporting on how the money influences the daily lives of American citizens. So I talked to the research fellow Parker Theor uh, Theor at the center, who has been looking into this issue since earlier this year. So let's go into my interview with him.
2: Since about 2016, George Soros decided that he did not like the way that law and order is handled in the United States. And so he set out to change, uh, you know, in his mind, reform how law and order is handled. Changing laws is very hard and requires a lot of debate. So he decided he would elect district attorneys that would just not enforce the laws that he doesn't like. Um, Most of you might know these people as rogue prosecutors or woke district attorneys, uh, whichever phrase you prefer. Um, but George Soros has spent $29 million since 2016, um, electing roughly two dozen um, district attorneys in numerous cities across the country, most of, many of our most populous and crime-ridden areas in the United States now have a George Soros-funded district attorney.
1: Can you give us uh, some um, examples of that to give us a more kind of a concrete um, understanding of that?
2: Absolutely. So we recently put together a list of um, a list of these Soros-funded district attorneys. Um, good examples include Diana Becton in Contra Costa County. Um, she was backed by roughly two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars by George Soros um, under her watch. Our four cities in Contra Costa have made the uh, list of the top one hundred most dangerous cities in California under her watch. Um, George Gaskin in L.A. George Soros has spent a, a roughly six million dollars uh, to elect George Gaskin. Obviously, anyone who is familiar with the L.A. area knows that crime has gotten very it has become a very severe problem um, in L.A. since George Gaskin took over. You know, elsewhere in the country, there is um, there's Kim Gardner, the district attorney of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, George Soros spent several million helping her campaign as well. She has been cited for using her office as a political bludgeon against the Republican governor. She's prosecuted Mark McCluskey, who is defending his home against rioters who had broken into his gated community. Um, she's done all sorts of bad things with her office. Um, elsewhere, Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, another great example. Several million in election expenditures by Soros um, there in Philadelphia as well. Philadelphia has become one of the most crime-ridden cities in the world, if not or in the United States, if not the world. Um, very severe problem there as well. Um, and, you know, examples abound across the country. By my estimates, roughly 10% of the U.S. population lives in a district, county, city um, where George Soros has funded the election of their district attorney.
1: Wow, 10%? percent
2: mm mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, a, it's a massive operation that not enough people know about.
1: Mm, wow. So maybe let's take a look at uh, one of the... DAs that you mentioned as uh, George, George Gascon. Actually, I'm, you know, relatively more familiar with him because he used to be the district attorney in San Francisco for the 2016 election. He moved back to uh, Southern California and to be elected as uh, the district attorney in Los Angeles County. So, yeah, what do you know about the, the whole story over there?
2: Um, So there, obviously there's been the famous, um, the train lootings, uh, you know, trains are being stopped and Amazon packages are being stolen, Um, stores, there are roving gangs walking around in coordinated shoplifting sprees. Um, And all of this happens conveniently after George Gaskin was elected. And coincidentally, George Gaskin announced that he would not be prosecuting misdemeanor thefts and all sorts of other crimes. Um, You know, under his watch, I would would say that Los Angeles has become something of a national disgrace on his watch. Uh, Every day you see more headlines about crime increasing in LA, homicide rates soaring, Um, and George Gaskin is essentially, train companies now even, are coming out and pleading with him to do his job, and he simply won't because he's not accountable to the people of LA, he's accountable to George Soros.
1: So how did the, the money flow over to his campaign?
2: Yeah, so George Soros, uh, he has a lot of people very close to him uh, who do a lot of political work. Um, They set up state-level PACs, um, so a political action committee, which is, you know, money flows through uh, to support political candidates. Um, George Soros has set up dozens, and that is not hyperbolic at all, dozens of these PACs across the country um, that are essentially just used... um, to funnel money into district attorney uh, campaigns. They're typically named something along the lines of uh, California Safety and Justice or Philadelphia um, Justice and Public Safety. They all have very similar sounding names. They're all very nondescript and you would never know just from hearing their name that George Soros was behind it all. He's the sole funder of most of these PACs um, and he contributes directly into them even though he'll never live in the cities where these district attorneys are being elected, or even the states where these district attorneys are being elected most of the time.
1: Some may argue that many of the crime spikes in recent years, especially in California, is largely due to the uh, some of the legislations such as Proposition 47, Proposition 57, etc, which were passed by the voters and are um, soft on crime. Why would you say that Soros-funded district attorneys contribute to the crime spikes?
2: Um, I would say that the the pattern that you can see across all of the George Soros-funded district attorneys is that they they universally hold very similar um, beliefs. They believe that cash bail needs to be reduced. They believe that many misdemeanor crimes need not to be prosecuted. Um, They believe that uh, a variety of drug crimes are things better left um not handled by district attorney offices um, the reality is is that many of these prosecutors also coincidentally have very little experience with prosecution uh, many of them are defense attorneys prior to their uh, term as district attorney um they think that they know better and the reality is they don't the, the, they don't know the real consequences of the policies that they're putting into place and a lot of the time they're doing it totally without the may have voted them into office without really considering the consequences of their act, of, of, of these district attorney's actions.
1: OK. So maybe just give us a little bit more examples of such as, because in your research paper, it uh, talked about the cases like uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, the Jesse Smollett
2: the case. An, yeah, numerous cases across the country handled by Soros uh, district attorneys have been badly mishandled. Um, The Kyle Rittenhouse case, I believe it was Kim Gardner in uh, St. Louis, the district attorney there, was actually thrown off of the case because of her public remarks that clearly showed that she already believed that Kyle Rittenhouse was guilty before any evidence came out, um, and that she was handling the prosecution in a very political manner. Um, Kim Fox in Chicago dismissed all charges against Jussie Smollett after receiving a call from some of her political friends. Jesse Smollett was then later convicted on those same charges and now a special investigator has been assigned to Kim Fox's office to investigate whether she was um, acting unethically by dropping those charges, um, seemingly on the per the request of her political friends. As for other political um, prosecutions handled by the district attorneys, uh, I believe there was also.
1: How about a, the Waukesha? The,
2: yeah. Oh, Waukesha? Okay. Um, well, the Waukesha District Attorney, John Chisholm, I believe his name was, is not directly funded by Soros. He certainly travels in the same circles, uh, did end up you know, endorsing some of the Soros dis- District Attorney policies and releasing the suspect there on cash bail, very low cash bail prior to uh, his attack.
1: And uh, how about, uh, especially for the parents, is that Loudoun County, the father of the girl it got uh, yes, yeah,
2: in Loudoun County, I believe there was the um, Scott Smith the uh, Laudawan County father who came forward uh, about his daughter being sexually assaulted in a bathroom at a school, um, the district attorney there who was also a correspondent came forward and sought charges personally against the man for speaking out uh, essentially uh, and and getting slightly rowdy, which I can very much understand. um, At a school board meeting, his defense attorney called it absurd that a district attorney was personally handling a a misdemeanor prosecution, even though she lets go every other misdemeanor prosecution case um, within her city. um, She saw fit to prosecute a a parent concerned about the way that a school board was handling sexual assault charges against students, potentially for political reasons.
1: From your research, your understanding, why Soros is uh, doing this type of uh, funding?
2: Uh, It fundamentally comes down to George Soros thinks that he knows better than the communities where these district attorneys are being elected. He thinks he knows better how their law and order system should be handled than they do. He thinks that he can save oppressed communities. He can reduce over-incarceration. And those are all noble causes, to be sure. um, But the reality is that good intentions often pave the road to hell. Um, He doesn't he and his allies don't fully think through the consequences of the policies that their district attorneys are electing. Um, and they attempt to accomplish things with campaign financing by over, by pouring overwhelming amounts of money into relatively underfunded races. Um, you know, where, where campaigns are typically not high dollar affairs. Um, he's decided that he's going to change the laws with his money. Um, and it, Produces terrible results, and the communities uh, that he's attempting to save, because he thinks he knows better than them, usually end up holding the bag when the experiment all falls uh, falls apart. Um, they're left; they're the ones who are left suffering the consequences um, for George Soros' failed political experiment.
1: Yeah, now we see uh, George Cascon and a few others uh, are being uh, in the process of being, you know, recalled or the voters are having the recall petition going on right now.
2: Absolutely. There are uh, several uh, district attorneys in uh, Virginia, uh, as well as uh, as well as California who are now facing recall petitions for these policies, which seemed good at first. Um, You know, they they certainly got the voters in the door and they certainly got George Soros's money in the door. Um, But they also let crime in the door. Uh, And now people are living with and realizing the consequences. Um, And overwhelmingly they're now rejecting these woke district attorneys.
1: Do you think there is a pattern that uh, where he is funding those candidates or?
2: His biggest pattern is obviously densely populated urban areas, Um, particularly ones with minority communities and communities that many view as oppressed um, or over incarcerated. Um, George Soros thinks that he can help these communities by Uh, you know, electing district attorneys who agree with his views. Um, The reality is, is that the law abiding citizens in those communities often are the most, the people most victimized by the crime surges that follow. Mm
1: -hmm. So do you think, is there anything he's done illegal?
2: Uh, Unfortunately, everything he's doing is legal. It's just, um, he he doesn't suffer the consequences when everything fails. Um, I, I think that People should absolutely hold him and the district attorneys he's supporting accountable. But nothing is being done illegal. It's just something communities have to be aware of and actively speaking out against, in my opinion. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So in more detail, what do you think, you know, people, especially in those counties, what can they do?
2: Um, You can make sure that your uh, local district attorneys are holding, holding criminals accountable and not pursuing woke criminal justice reforms that are bad for society. Mm
1: -hmm. So anything else you think, you know, for the others uh, can learn from it?
2: Um, I would say the number, the number one thing to learn is, is like I said earlier, good intentions often pave the road to hell. There is, um, you know, no matter how, how much you think you're going to be advancing social justice, the reality is, is you're playing a political game, launching an experiment where people's lives are at stake people's well-beings, people's businesses. Um, And and it's it's best not to toy with things like that when you have uh, no local connection, no experience um, with prosecution. Um, And I, I think people really need to learn from that in the future and denounce the woke DA movement.
1: In this election system, people pay, probably pay more attention on those high-profile campaigns, right? Congressmen mm-hmm. or senators or... But for district attorney and the other uh, posts, they people may have less knowledge or pay less attention.
2: Yeah. And it's something that, you know, you can change laws just as easily by electing a district attorney who won't enforce them as you can by electing state senators and state representatives mayors etc that you know the more flashy high-profile cases that people like to follow um you know those elections are almost less meaningful in some cases if the district attorney is as radical as these ones are
0: the 2020 census data show that the localities where source-funded prosecutors currently hold office are home to roughly 37.6 million Americans, which is about 11% of the entire population. But the process of electing those left-wing DAs has not been easy, though. Many Soros-backed candidates have been rebuffed by more moderate and uh, qualified opponents.
1: Now, one of Soros uh, would be DA is uh, gearing up to another swing, which is right here in California, across the bridge from San Francisco, the County of Alameda. Back in 2018, Pamela Price ran for district attorney in Alameda County and was defeated by the incumbent, Nancy O'malley. During her campaign, Price received support from a PAC called the California Justice and the Public Safety PAC. Soros has contributed $6.1 million to this PAC since 2018. California campaign finances disclosure shows that the PAC spent a total of uh, nearly $700,000 in support of price. Meanwhile, Price's PAC raised only a little bit over $326,000 during the entire 2018 cycle, meaning Soros spent over doubled the fund price was able to raise originally, organically. It made Soros the largest spender on the election by far, even though he does not live in Alameda County.
0: Well, this lady Pamela Price has since uh, announced that she's running for DA again uh, this year, 2022. Would Soros funding again make a appearance? And the Parker Fair um, revisited uh, the, the Price uh, campaign as a case study in how Soros cash massively influenced uh, targeted DA races.
1: By Parker's research, um. Pamela Price is a very interesting character. She was endorsed by the radical Communist Party activist Angela Davis and left-wing actor Danny Glover, who has repeatedly defended dictators like uh, Nicolas Maduro and uh, Hugo Chavez. Price is a career civil rights and defense attorney with no prior experience in prosecution. And common sense shows that she's unlikely and unexpected candidate for district attorney from the very beginning.
0: Well, in April 2018, Price even told the local newspaper, okay, the major one, Mercury News, that she never wanted to be a prosecutor and wasn't interested in running. But the very next month though, uh, Price's campaign was in full swing. So what changed? Coincidentally, Soros' uh, organization, his PAC called the California Justice and the Public Safety made its uh, first expenditures on behalf of Price in the May 2018.
1: So, but in the 2018, his, uh, her first uh, run for the DA Price was defeated by the incumbent, but this time around, she will not be facing an incumbent candidate. So if she does win, Price would likely bring with her the same kind of uh, so-called reforms endorsed by Soros-funded district attorneys. According to the Bay Area chapter of the left-wing magazine called the Sunrise Movement, Price has told the BLM uh, protesters, "Quote." We have to defund police, defund prosecutors, and divest from prisons, quote, end quote. And she also promised to stop charging and or incarcerating youth under the age of 18 as adults and to create a conviction integrity unit that would use some of the district attorney's uh, limited resources to examining and uh, overturning its own prior convictions.
0: Oh well, another story goes like this okay and this is also according to this gentleman Parker's most recent study in early May Soros and his allies has uh, stepped forth once again to bankroll a left-wing candidate campaign and this time is in Arkansas The Arkansas local news outlet in the end of uh, April reported that a PAC political action committee called the Arkansas Justice and the Public Safety Well, sounds like the exact same name in California, okay? It recently spent over $100,000 in supporting of a lady called Alicia Walton. And she's a former public defender running the recently vacated uh, position of a prosecuting attorneys for the 6th Judicial District. The reporters quickly discovered that the Arkansas Justice and Public Safety, this PAC, is funded exclusively by George Soros. He provided the group with a $321,000 donation. It is run by a gentleman called Whitney, probably, yeah, um, maybe a lady, Whitney Timus. And he's uh, Soros's, um, how to say, he's uh, appointed a man for his... Uh, uh, for his left-wing DA funding network.
1: So the amount of money may not seem too much, but this is a massive investment for what is normally a low-profile position during election season. The sixth sixth judicial district covers uh, two counties with a combined population of about 400,000 people and include Little Rock, the state capital. To give a sense of how big a fish Soros' cash has made him in a a somewhat smaller pond where he will never live, Wharton's uh, main competitor, whose name is uh, Will Jones, who is a deputy prosecutor for one of the counties has raised just $144,000 for his campaign so far while this lady Alicia Wharton herself has raised less than $20,000 that makes Soros the largest spender in the race by an enormous margin by you know he in donating $100,000 to this lady Wharton
0: well, for, to help you see more context behind this, okay, let's just uh, roll back the time a little bit. There was a book called uh, The Man Behind the Curtain, okay? And the author's name is called uh, Matt uh, Palumbo. So he recalls a harrowing quote from Soros himself that bones ill for the future of America's urban centers. Well, back then, Soros spoke on the Polish people and the fallout of the you know, shock therapy Economic reforms, and uh, he himself has helped to create in the 1990s and uh, 1990s Poland. Soros acknowledged that the reforms would be very tough on the population, but the people were willing to take a lot of pain in order to see real change.
1: So, according to uh, Parker Sayer, the fellow researcher in the Capital Research Center, the reality today, as it was in Poland, is that Soros uh, justifies using entire cities as pawns in his utopian open city experiments by crowning himself, the people's benevolent protector.
0: Yeah, so what do you think? And George Soros has been, how to say? Talked about uh, a lot by a lot of people. However, if you search, if you Google him, okay, and I tried, you you don't you don't find much about um, analysis in his theory. There's a lot of a line of defense of um, vindicating uh, George Soros. Mm. So very interesting. On on the one hand, you got this grassroots people who who spoke against him, and in the meantime, you got this Google search result and mainstream media all just stand behind, just defending him. So what is he? And who is he and what kind of belief he really holds and what is this open society open society sounds very very good open right open society and uh, but what's really behind it that's really the the thing you know we need to figure out
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so if you are interested in more details of the researchers uh, done by the capital research center uh, we will leave uh, some of those uh, links in our description for you to
0: refer, you know, refer to, right? All right. Yep. Okay. So that's the short program today. And uh, maybe you have guessed that uh, actually we are, we are, we are, this is not a live program. Okay. So we we recorded this because we have to travel on Wednesday. Um, But again, um, you know, stay, how to say, stay current on the on the news and uh, and how to say and look into the issue that we really should look into is our duty.
1: Yeah. So this. Yeah, uh, yeah this uh, district attorney election indeed, you know, is uh, people see more and more of the importance of that, right? Yeah.
0: So primaries all around us, and the you know, midterm elections coming on November eighth, and uh, less than six months away. So. As a citizen, what should we do? What should we learn? What should we be learning about? And um, yeah, that's the task uh, you know in front of us. As a Chinese American, I really have to say that uh, you know we Kathy and I we appreciate this opportunity because no matter how to say um, what a faulty election could be, there is no election in China. Okay, so we come here, we appreciate this, and we do want our election goes well and uh, really like the right. Officials for for this country.
1: Yeah, and, and every person, just uh, every voter, just do whatever he or she needs to do um, to contribute to you know uh, a fair and uh, um, transparent.
0: All right. Election. Okay. Thank you for staying with us, and uh, we'll see you on Friday.
1: All right. Take care. Bye bye. Good Bye bye.